All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Wednesday evening edition of It's News to Us. It is Wednesday, right? I did get that correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Long week already. Mm-hmm. Wednesday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. And of course, I'm going to confuse us completely by, by beginning with the story that actually happened Tuesday night. Yes. Dave, you uh, worked late last night and uh, handled the press conference uh, of... Uh, the uh, Ivo um, Ivo Otieno, um, they all held a press conference last night talking about uh, the release of the videos uh, in his death. Mm-hmm. What happened with that press conference last night? What what sort of came about from it? Yeah, so uh, it was held uh, at uh, First Baptist Church in South Richmond, uh, down on the south side, um, and it was certainly one of the you know first things that struck me having been at the initial press conference last Thursday. And then this one a few days later uh, is that this one was much, there were a lot more community members present. I mean, there were still plenty of members of, you know, plenty of reporters, both local and national, but there were also a lot of just, uh, you know, more uh, of uh, Otiano's family who had, you know, begun arriving in Richmond as well as just community members. Um, but they were speaking, obviously, yesterday was sort of a big day for this case, both between the release of the video and uh, the indictments. So uh, they basically said, you know, they were happy that the people involved had been indicted. Uh, but they their focus, you know, remains on uh, the mental health side of this and, uh, you know, trying to get some legislation passed uh, to for to address, you know, mental health in Virginia moving forward. Uh, both Ben Crump and uh, Leon Ochiang, Otiano's brother, uh, talked about uh, something they called Ivo's Law, some sort of law um, to prevent, you know, this from happening again. And they also, um, there was some talk of... Um, the Marcus alerts. That's what, right? Yes. Right, yeah. Um, I was about to mention that. So you, 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 you caught where I was going with that. Yes. Because, uh, the, uh, Monica Hutchinson is, I believe her name, but the vice president of the Henrico NAACP, uh, was also there and also spoke. Um, and she specifically addressed that, uh, about, you know, that is a big initiative of the Henrico NAACPs is to actually get these markets alerts, um, implemented in Henrico because Henrico was not one of the uh, pilot counties, apparently. So it had never been implemented around here. Right. Yeah. There was a lot of discussion of funding and, and how to deal with it and the best ways to deal with it uh, all during the, the general assembly session. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say it was the 2020 session, um, which actually that was the session that never ended. Um, but uh, there was a lot of talk about the the cost of that. And, and no, Henrico is not one of those that, that, that implements, uh, Marcus alert. Richmond obviously does. Of course, Richmond is mm-hmm. where, where the Marcus Davis Peters incident occurred. Um, mm-hmm. 
but Enrico uh, is not one of those. Um, you also mentioned, and we've seen some reporting, and this may um, become something bigger down the line, um, that there's talk that uh, the Reverend Al Sharpton may be coming to uh, do the eulogy um, at the funeral, which I guess hasn't been scheduled at this point. Yes. So, um, so somebody asked at one point, you know, when uh, the funeral is set to take place. And they said that it will be held uh, also at uh, First Baptist, but in their bigger building. Um, but uh, that, that, you know, they're still not certain of a date. They're still working on that. But uh, Crump did mention that um, uh, there's a good possibility that uh, Reverend Al Sharpton will uh, be there, like you said, uh, as well as he said, some other national uh, figures. So, yeah, I believe I believe that bigger church is actually in Chesterfield along uh, Iron Bridge Road. Um, mm-hmm. Used to used to pass it fairly fairly regularly uh, when I was able to drive. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so something to keep an eye on. That's likely to be a story in the in the in the uh, coming days and or weeks. Part of the issue is, I believe. Um, I don't believe his remains have been uh, turned over as of yet, because I think it's still part of the uh, they're, they're still looking for the for the uh, medical examiner to do uh, their thing and for the reports to come out, at least from what I've heard. I haven't you know, yes. gotten that fully confirmed yet, but I, mm-hmm. I understand that was part of the discussion with the uh, with the evidence in part in, in some of the bond hearings and, and mm-hmm. proceedings uh, in that case. So, again, we'll continue to keep an eye on the on the OTNO case as it as it moves forward. Um Outside of that, totally different topic. Um, Hanover, apparently the the last county locally to talk about its uh, <laughs> property tax and, and budget plans. What exactly is Hanover going to be doing uh, in terms of its property taxes, or at least talking about doing uh, as as it moves through the process? So they have announced that they are considering uh, declaring a four million dollar uh, surplus in their uh, property tax revenues from the last fiscal year. Um, which if they do that, if they declare that surplus officially, uh, will wind up uh, giving uh, Hanover, you know, property owners who are paying these property taxes uh, a two a two cent uh, cut in the uh, tax rate an abatement. So what that would mean if this is adopted is uh, the rate for the bill that would be sent out June 5th in Hanover uh, which normally is 81 cents for every hundred dollars evaluation would go down to 79 cents for every hundred dollars evaluation. And that would be reflected in the bill. It would show you, you know, what your, what your, uh, tax, your, what your bill would have been and then what it is now after the subtraction. And so, um, you know, that budget, uh, is going up for a public hearing on the 5th and then it's up for adoption on the 12th. So I realize most people only think year to year, but, um, and, and I know you weren't able to get anybody in Hanover to, you know, fully, fully flesh it out. Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if that abatement, you know, okay. Does, is that more a rebate where, okay, it's good for one year and then it bounces back up to 81 next year, or is it a cut, which would stay at 79 next year? You know? Then, yeah. So it's I believe it would be uh, temporary just because of it's the surplus from last year. Okay. Um, it's also worth noting. I just I just looked it up. Uh, the median price of a house in Hanover County is just over four hundred thousand dollars. So if I'm going to do some really quick maths, 
400,000. So that's uh, divided by 100 times two cents. That's what, around $200 per yeah. uh uh, per person on average, which is, which, you know, it's definitely not nothing. So I'm sure, uh, this will be, uh, right. something that people in Hanover are pulling for. Right. And, and again, it's not some, most people think year to year, they don't, you know, but, but it does make a difference as to whether or not it's a cut versus a, 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 a rebate, you know, like for, sure. for example, Hanrico is doing a, a, a rebate. Um, mm-hmm. so, so just to, you know, as people, people move forward. Again, totally different topic, but we have some answers on um, what's going on with the state school superintendent. Ironically, this comes out as the Richmond Times-Dispatch is reporting the old superintendent is still getting her full pay for for this year. But uh, the governor this morning announced a new state school superintendent. She'll start April 17th. This is Lisa Coons. She's the chief academic officer in Tennessee. Hmm. Um, And um, again, she replaces uh, Jillian Balo, who... Uh, ran into controversy over school funding, uh, where there was that math error tied around the grocery tax, and also the ongoing history standards uh, revamp, which has been controversial and is still going on. In fact, I think they have a meeting in possibly in Abington tonight. Don't quote me on that. If you're listening in Abington, I I think it's in Abington. I it may be somewhere else in the, in the state, maybe Winchester for all I know. So don't don't go to Abington looking for for a, a board meeting tonight unless you look it up yourself. Um, <laughs> the governor also appointed a new uh, board of education member, uh, um, Dale. Uh, and I, you know what I I had his name. Oh oh, Dale Sturdivant. Um, he is um, a former Mecklenburg county school board member Mm -hmm. um he ran uh, attempted to get the nomination for the fourth district uh on the gop side um the one that went to leon benjamin who eventually lost to uh jennifer mcclellan um and um he's a former state police officer um he replaces saperna dutta who was rejected by the state senate i'll be interested to see if he has um similar issues as he has on his facebook page raised questions about the social justice protests in 2020. Um, He opposes uh, bathrooms based on gender identity. And um, um, also, and I'm trying to remember the third thing, there was a couple of different things that he had had on there, but he, he, oh, and he also is a uh, field officer, a a field office manager for uh, Congressman Bob Good who is extremely conservative. I don't think that I'm stepping out of any bounds by saying that. I think any, even his supporters would agree that um, he, he is extremely conservative and that is on, that is likely to run into some uh, controversy with the uh, Democratic State Senate. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But then again, by the time his, his position comes up, because if I read the state constitution correct, um, it won't come up until next year. Um, General Assembly is elected in... Uh, in November, we don't know who's going to be controlling it. So it'd be interesting to see what type of approval uh, he gets, unless they deal with it during the uh, the veto session in April. Who knows? You know, I mm-hmm. I think they could, but I'm not positive that they absolutely would in April. Um, so so there's that there as well. So again, that was the major issue. Oh, oh, one other thing I completely forgot. You know, it's a story I was actually just working on before we did <laughs> the podcast. Um, the federal government is looking to break up the... Uh, United Network uh, for Oregon sharing monopoly on the trans uh, transportation on the transportation on the transplant um, system. Uh, Unos, if you drive down 95, it's that big building right off of 95 and and third and fourth street. Um, 
downtown. You can see the headquarters as you drive down 95 and start to make the curve and, and head towards uh, VCU and Broad Street. Um, but they're looking to break up their uh, four-decade monopoly on the uh, transplant system. Um, stuff is going to go out for for bid uh, later this year is the plan. Um, now, uh, UNOS has responded saying that uh, they are willing to work along with that, that they accept that, and they still believe that they are the best to handle the contract. So we'll, we'll see what's going on. But that's uh, interesting. Again, they've had a four-decade monopoly on the transplant uh, um, transplant system. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, they the feds believe it needs modernization. A lot of people believe it needs modernization. And there's while there are more transplants than ever, um, there is still a huge demand that is going on that. So, mm-hmm. so um, other than that, again, we'll keep an eye on the OTNO case as the week goes on. Uh, I, every day there's a new uh, new thing in it, so we'll continue to follow it as the as the story story proceeds. So this has been the. Uh, the Wednesday again I goofed up the day both coming in and coming out I goofed today this has been the Wednesday evening edition of its news to us for Dave Lefkowitz I'm news director Matt Dumline we'll talk to you on Thursday I got the day correct on the way going up all-star closer Kenley Jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.